It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Locked On Panthers podcast. It is Friday, April 10th, wrapping up another week here as we are now less than two weeks away from the start of the NFL draft. Can you believe it? Just 13 days away from it all kicking off. Uh, So we're ending another week here. Hope you guys have been having a good one. We are going to continue talking mock drafts because we've got a couple more that we want to touch on because the Draft Network, our friends over there, have made it to the finals of their Mock Madness tournament. It is down to Trevor Sikama. And Kyle Krabs. So we've got one more round at least to talk about with each of these mock drafts. I say that because as we as we'll get into in a little bit, Kyle Krabs did not stop at three rounds. We'll save that for a little bit later. Uh, well, so we'll start with Trevor Sikama, but before we get into Trevor's mock draft and Kyle's and all that for for the time being. I do want to remind you guys, too, that we also have a special offer going as well from our friends over at Postmates. So I want to give those guys a shout-out real quick, too. As for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 for free delivery credit for your first seven days. All you got to do to start your free deliveries is download the Postmates app and use the code LOCKEDONNBA. Again, that's uh, Postmates. Download their app. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, and you get $100 in free delivery credit for your first seven days. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So with that, let's start talking more mock drafts like we haven't been for the last few days, right? But it's always fun, again, to look at different scenarios, and again, especially with uh, Trevor and Kyle, two good friends of mine. Uh, so we'll look at Ka- or, uh, Trevor's mock draft first. So again, just to recap his first two rounds, remember uh, the Panthers traded down in his first round from 7 to 15 as the Broncos traded up for Henry Ruggs in this scenario. The Panthers ultimately traded down to 15 and selected Javon Kinlaw in this mock as uh, the Panthers, of course, acquired 
the 15th overall pick, a third and a fourth round pick, as well as a 2021 fourth round pick. So we'll actually have two third round picks to talk about here uh, in this in Trevor's mock. So Javon Kinlock, 15, and then in round two, of course, he went with A.J. Terrell, the cornerback out of Clemson. So as we look now at round three, we'll start with their original pick at number 69, and that pick was Malik Harrison, the linebacker out of Ohio State. And uh, if you looked at Trevor's mock, you saw, too, that his analysis was pretty clever, as in round one he used uh, Stephen A. Or memes and gifs or whatever from the Stephen A. Smith burner account to kind of compare the prospects. Uh, round two, he was comparing them to Pokemon. Uh, so A.J. Terrell he compared to as Muck. Because he'll just completely cover you. Because Muck is just that big blob that'll just cover you. Uh, so for round three, he actually went with a Marvel superhero and uh, Marvel comic book characters. And in the case of Malik Harrison, Trevor uses Iron Man as the comparison. As he writes, he has an all-around game. The come-up from where he started has been real. So that's the pick at 69, and then the pick they got from the Broncos, which was pick number 77, that was a guy I've talked about a little bit, I wrote about him a little bit over at Pro Football Network, really big fan of it, I mean, I think a lot of people are, are a fan of this kid, just because he's coming from a small school, and he really proved himself uh, at the Senior Bowl, and that's Kyle Duggar, the safety out of Lenore Ryan, and Trevor compares him to Captain Marvel, actually, in this, in his thoughts as he writes, This is a true superhero. Kyle Duggar, like Captain Marvel, is rarely outmatched in athleticism and ability. So, can't complain there if you're looking at two third-round picks and you're being compared to with Iron Man and Captain Marvel, arguably two of the uh, greatest Marvel superheroes known to man. So I think that would be a, a nice... And look, I I like both of those guys. I've, I've, I mean, I don't think I have to rave anymore about how much I love uh, uh, Kyle Duggar, excuse me, and uh, Malik Harrison, you know, is one of those kind of underrated, uh, intriguing linebacker prospects that uh, would be a really nice fallback option for those teams that don't get the... the, the the head of the class in this position, you know, the guys that don't, the teams that don't get, uh, obviously Isaiah Simmons or Patrick Queen or Kenneth Murray. Uh, I think Billy Harrison is definitely in, uh, you know, one of those middle tiers, but can can turn into a, a pretty quality football player, you know. And there's some other uh, some other quality linebackers there in those middle rounds that I think could be really nice football players, guys like Logan Wilson out of Wyoming, or um, Evan Weaver out of California. Uh, even a guy in the later rounds, David Woodyard of uh, Utah State. Now, the big the big issue with Woodyard, of course, is that, uh, or Woodward, excuse me, is that um, he obviously has all those injury concerns. You know, he uh, he's had some back injuries. He, he's had a pretty lengthy list, actually, of of injury concerns over his time. Uh, I think even, I think I want to say even going back to high school, but uh, definitely, you know, some time 
at uh, at Fresno State, including last season. So that's the big issue with Woodward. But uh, you know, for a late round pick, which is where he's likely going to go, I think if he stays healthy, he can be a, a solid special teamer for you, and then be a, a nice reserve linebacker and play a little bit if you need him to. So you know, I don't think teams are going to necessarily panic if they don't get the top guys. And, you know, in a case like this, I think Panthers fans would be uh, pretty welcoming to the idea of Malik Harrison in that linebacker group with Shaq Thompson and uh, Tyre Whitehead and even Jermaine Carter, depending on, you know, how the Panthers want to structure their defense. So that's Trevor Sykema's latest mock draft. So now as we move on to Kyle Krabs's mock draft and this is where I said earlier about how uh, we had at least one round each to talk about because like I said Kyle did not stop at three rounds he did not stop at four rounds not five not six he went the distance he ran the marathon he went all seven mock or all seven rounds so we're gonna go through every pick now he didn't add uh, analysis for rounds three through seven but I can't argue I can't really blame him. You don't see, you know, it's really time consuming. You you rarely see, if ever, uh, if anyone ever does write a full seven round mock, you rarely see analysis uh, for the later rounds because number one, it's very time consuming for the writer. You know, it's hard to sit there and write analysis pieces on 250 players in a, in a mock draft. Number two, let's be honest, readers aren't going to sit there and read analysis on every single pick. You know, the, the casual reader, they'll, they'll look at who the player is, but they're not going to sit there and look at analysis on pick number 241. You know, they're, they're not going to do it. They're going to look at the name and be like, oh, okay, you know, we got this guy in the seventh round. Great. And they're going to move on. Um, so we're just going to run through, obviously, the picks, maybe touch on them a little bit. But, you know, we'll go back, obviously, to start and recap Kyle's first couple of rounds. Remember, in Kyle's first round, he had the, uh, the Panthers making a trade with the Miami Dolphins, trading up to number seven. Uh, so the Panthers dropped back to 18, picking up that pick as well as number 56 in round two and a second round pick in 2021. So we, have, of course, had two second-round picks to talk about and then the rest of the picks. So remember, uh, at 18, he then had the Panthers taking Xavier McKinney, the safety out of Alabama, to kind of complement with Trey Boston. Then in round two, of course, they had the two picks in this scenario. So it started at 38 with Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle out of TCU. And then at 56... He went with uh, Matt Hennessy, the interior lineman out of Temple. And by the way, um, the interesting thing too, it was neat to see. Both, uh, well, at least Kyle up upgraded his. You know, for the most part, they were just adding the rounds. But it was interesting to see that um, that Kyle did update his his mock draft to to now, now that the Rams have pick number 57 instead of the Texans after, of course, the trade that went down yesterday of Brandon Cooks to the Texans for the 57th pick. Uh, there was also a, a 2022 pick going to Houston. Uh, so the the he did update that with the Rams with Robert Hunt. But Matt Hennessy was the pick here at 56 for the Panthers. So then we go into round three. 
And again, we're just going to kind of run run through these picks, but touched on touch on them uh, a little bit. So at 69, he is the Panthers taking Damon Arnett, the corner out of Ohio State. And of course, Damon's a guy we talked about recently in that group of cornerbacks in uh, rounds two and three. You know that we discussed along with guys like uh, AJ Terrell, Trayvon Diggs, Noah Igbenogany. Uh, Arnett was definitely a part of that group that uh, you know I said I thought would be a real nice fit in round two, or even if he's able to get there in round three to the Panthers, I would I would not have a problem with that pick at all. Round four, guy I just briefed on earlier, Evan Weaver, linebacker. Out of California, you know, we we saw last year Cal ha- Cal actually had a really good defense. If you go back and watch them, and uh, two of the leaders, of course, on that defense were Evan Weaver and Ashton Davis. And I got a chance to see them at the at the Senior Bowl, and certainly both of them proved that uh, they can hang with the big boys. So, you know, like I said, Evan Weaver, one of those guys in the middle rounds that uh, you. That I think you could feel pretty comfortable with, and so in round four, um, an, a pretty athletic, pretty athletic guy uh, mixed in with Shaq Thompson and and Jermaine Carter and Tyre Whitehead. You know, it'd be interesting to see what they would do if if that scenario plays out that they do get Evan Weaver. So I'd be interested in how that works out. Round five, of course, Panthers now have two picks because of the trade of Kyle Allen to the Redskins for their fifth round pick which of course is 148 overall and with that pick Kyle went with Zach Moss the running back out of Utah and you know we certainly have to wonder what they're going to do with the running back position Uh, you know they didn't give any specific uh, or any official details on any kind of contract extension or anything like that with Christian McCaffrey so and and you know they probably want to bring especially with the new coaching staff you know they're probably going to want to bring somebody in to try to even out the workload or at least um, give McCaffrey some kind of breather uh, as you know as these years go on because he's obviously gotten a lot of work and the Panthers didn't really go through on the uh the ex on um, lightening his workload with the other guys they brought in, you know, drafted Jordan Scarlett and you barely saw him. Uh, you know, Reggie Bonifant did see the field a little bit and did just sign a one year contract to stay with the Panthers. But the possibility is definitely there that the Panthers are going to draft a running back. And there's certainly, you know, a bunch of good running backs in this class. That's why you're, Pretty unlikely to see one go in the first round. I think if one goes, it's probably going to be DeAndre Swift. But um, obviously, you've got guys like Jonathan Taylor and a guy that I really like. And obviously, there's the LSU connection there with Joe Brady. I would be intrigued with the possibility of Clyde Edwards Elaire in this offense because you look at what Edwards Elaire did. At LSU last year, you saw the way Joe Brady was able to utilize him. Uh, just so dynamic, it, it almost feels like Christian McCaffrey because you you can make the argument that Edwards Elair is the best pass catching running back in this class. And 
for the Panthers to have the possibility of having two guys kind of in a similar mode, and let's be honest, they would be kind of, you know, in a in a similar mode or a similar mold. Excuse me. The big difference really is that uh, McCaffrey is about four inches taller than Edwards Elaire. Uh, McCaffrey is listed about 5'11", 205. Edwards Elaire came in at the combine at 5'7", 205. So weight-wise, they're the same, but Edwards Elaire obviously a smaller back. But again, you would have two running backs that can both pass, both catch the ball very efficiently. Uh, so it would it would allow McCaffrey to get a little bit of a breather, and you know let Edwards Elaire kind of take the rock for a little bit, and you know we saw he can run the ball pretty well as well. So I I would be intrigued if they're in the middle of rounds and Edwards Elaire is still on the board. Um, how much they how much they value him now? If we look at uh, Kyle's pick of Zach Moss. Uh, Listed on there, 5'10", 222, so same height but a little bit bulkier than Christian McCaffrey, but, you know, still a, a quality prospect. You know, we look at it, if we look at him on uh, NFL.com, he was actually 5'9", 223 at the Combine, ran a 4'6", 40, uh, 19 reps on the bench press. He uh, He's actually compared to by Lance Zerline to Marion Barber. Who, as we know, was a bit of a bruiser for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, uh, Lance Airline does have some concerns about the wear and tear. You know, he's he's rushed about uh, 600 plus times in the last three years. He has 712 career carries at Utah, and he's but he has you know he can't say he hasn't been productive. He's rushed for over a thousand yards and at least 10 touchdowns in. Each of the last three seasons, including last year when he went for 14-16. So, he, you know, over 4,000 career yards rushing, uh, 38 career touchdowns. 15 of those came last year. Uh, also has added 66 career passes. You know, he has two years of about 28-29 catches. So, you know, he, he can catch the ball. So, you know, maybe Moss would be a, a pretty decent complement to Christian McCaffrey in that same aspect as well. And, and, you know, again, um, he can, he can lighten the load a little bit for Christian McCaffrey. He can get you kind of some of those short yards. Um, but he would also, he's also athletic enough to give you a couple series or two, you know, if you want to keep McCaffrey fresh and, you know, really at this point, that's what it's all about, especially as you start to build this team and you start to get yourself closer to playoff contention, you know, over the, or build into a playoff contender over the next couple of years, you're going to want to keep McCaffrey as fresh as you can. So if you can get a solid running back like a, a Zach Moss or, you know, Clyde Edwards Elaire or uh, Michael P. Ryan, wh- whoever, whichever running back floats your boat, I think you definitely have to look at the possibility of a running back coming onto this team via the draft you know it's certainly certainly at least a, a possibility here so that's uh his first fifth round pick the second at number 152 is isaiah coulter of rhode island now coulter is intriguing you know obviously rhode island isn't well known for uh producing nfl prospects in fact i th- believe they said uh the two 
the two guys that came to the Combine from Rhode Island, the three guys that came from Rhode Island to the Combine, I believe was the first three ever to the Combine from the University of Rhode Island. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz on Coulter as a sleeper prospect. Uh, 6'2", 198, uh, ran a 4'4", 5'40", so really intriguing there. Um, Started, you know, played about almost 35 games in three seasons. Had, and he did catch over 1,000 yards last season uh, with eight touchdowns, 72 passes, 1,039 yards, eight touchdowns last season in 12 games. Uh, He also had... 604 yards and three touchdowns as a sophomore starting all 11 games and even played all 11 games as a freshman uh, catching 18 passes for 212 yards and Lance's airline compares him to Marquise Wilson the um, you know the former or um, if I'm trying to remember correctly I, I, I was I was about to say the Saints receiver but I'm thinking of uh, Mar- Marquise Colston. <laughs> Uh, Marquez Wilson was a seventh-round pick of the Bears in 2013. Played four years for the Bears, uh, but actually hasn't been in the NFL since. But, you know, it's not like we're out here comparing him to big-name receivers, but there is some some sleeper potential to uh, to Isaiah Coulter. You know, Lance writes he's a raw but talented ex-receiver with NFL-caliber length, speed, and athletic ability. He runs a limited route tree and doesn't show enough attention to detail in his route work, but he's loose and fluid with the ability to get that area corrected. He lets coverage off the hook when he doesn't burst and separate like he's capable of, but he has access to plenty of juice when needed. While improvement should be expected, learning to play with better catch aggression and ball tracking is not a given. Coulter is an explosive, high upside talent, with functional starter upside, but a lower floor. You know, so he has that sleeper potential, like we said. And again, in this, I think in this, um, in this time with the Panthers, how they're trying to build, and they've touched on this before, even with all the free agent signings, it's really just about getting as many weapons as you can for Teddy Bridgewater and. Coulter in the fifth round, you know, because I, I know there's a couple people. I know Brad Kelly has raved about him a little bit. Matt Miller. There's there's a few people I've I've heard from and I've, you know, seen on Twitter that have praised this guy pretty well. So I think someone's going to get a pretty good developmental guy on day three here out of Isaiah Coulter. So those are the fifth round picks. Round six, 184, he went with... Harrison Hand, who is another Temple product. So sticking with the Temple connection and Matt Rule, 6 feet, 192. Um, just looking at some of the, the reports on the draft network, Kyle says he needs to be more persistent to press into the body of receivers when discussing his man coverage skills. His length is strong to influence from in phase and his footwork is admirable despite low start volume to stay square and not hinge or open himself prematurely. Uh, does call him a ball hawk in shallow zones. So, you know, he could be a potential nickel guy. Uh, it says he needs to find 
bit more spring for deep leverages to ensure he's able to drive into the action at the line of scrimmage when tasked with playing cover three. Uh, it says he had a big boom in ball production in 2019, which was his only year at Temple. So um, not completely the uh, the Matt Rule connection. Because if we look into it, he uh, if he only played the one year at Temple, he actually transferred uh, from Baylor. So he does have... So he actually does have the Matt Rule connection as we look into it. He did play two years for Baylor in 17 and 18. So he was there for Matt Rule's first two years. Then went to Rule's former place at Temple. So that would be pretty interesting. Harrison Hand, if he comes to the Carolina Panthers, he'll have played for both schools that Matt Rule coached at. Uh, only see him at Baylor, though. But he will have played at both schools that Matt Rule coached at and then come to him in the at the Carolina Panthers. So wouldn't that be... Uh, an intriguing choice. So that's round six there, Harrison Hand. And then round seven, he wraps it up with another Baylor product, Chris Miller, uh, the safety out of Baylor. As we look into him a little bit here, we see that he played a couple years at safety for uh, for Baylor. He was listed on the school site at uh, six feet, 191. And in four years, at Baylor, he played in 44 games, totaled 177 tackles, including 76 last year. He had four tackles for a loss, one sack, and six passes defended, three forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. Uh, so those are his numbers there. And again, we, we touched on this yesterday. Uh, the, the, the Temple connection, the Baylor connection... It's it's going to run pretty strong, I think. It's not going to be surprising, we sh or we shouldn't be surprised when they kind of load up a little bit on Temple and Baylor products, uh, especially in the back ends of the of the draft. You know, because Matt Rule, I'm sure, is going to influence these guys. Be like, listen, he's a great kid. We're going to develop him. This, that, and the other thing. So you're going to see a couple of those schools uh, well represented, I think, with the Panthers over the next couple of years. So, or, or not the next couple of years. It might develop over the next couple of years, but in the last couple of rounds. So again, to recap his full seven round mock now from Kyle Krabs. So it was Xavier McKinney in round one, uh, Ross Blacklock and Matt Hennessy in round two, Damon, Ar yeah, Damon Arnett in round three, Evan Weaver in round four, Zach Moss and Isaiah Coulter in round five. Harrison Hand, the Temple Corner in round six. And then Chris Miller, the safety out of Baylor, in round seven. And then again, Trevor had just the three rounds, but he has Javon Kinlaw in round one, A.J. Terrell, and, or excuse me, just A.J. Terrell in round two. And then in round three, he went with Malik Harrison and Kyle Duggar. So those are uh, the TDN latest mocks, the finals of their mock madness. You can vote for your favorites uh, on the website or on Twitter. I uh, just wanted to come on and kind of wrap up the week looking at their kind of final mocks, or at least in this tournament. Um, you know, I imagine we're still going to get uh, some final, final mocks from these guys. 
uh, within the next two weeks with with the draft right away, but or the, with the draft coming up. But I wanted to touch on these two mocks here, and you know, shout out as always to those guys for just the tremendous amount of work they do. Obviously, you know, a lot of my draft work here has been based off of that. You know, I've been using them as a reference so much. Just um, just all all the great work they do. So you know, I've. And I'm I'm just really glad to call them all friends. They you know they're the obviously you follow them all on Twitter, but I've gone to chat with them in person, and they are just some of the nicest people that you will ever meet in your life. Not just from a a football perspective, but just from a a general life perspective. They're just they're just really great guys, and they've helped me with a lot. So really uh, really appreciate all that they've done for me. So. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. With that, I'm going to get out of here for the week. And like I said, um, hope you guys have been having a good week and hope you guys are staying safe. Uh, this this has been another fun week. Glad we've uh, been able to spend some time together this week and uh, definitely looking forward to doing it again next week. So with that, hope you guys have yourselves a great weekend, and we will see you Monday when we do it all again here on the Locked on Panthers podcast. Until then, take care, everybody. We will see you soon. I am out. We will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.